everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless.
You see, the answer is so, so simple, but it's something that time and time again that we don't think about. It's something that time and time again that we don't do because we, we even refuse to do it sometimes because we allow our own stubbornness, our own frustration, and our own bitterness to get in the way. We are so wrapped up in God, you said it, and so it should be this way right now that we will refuse to open our mouth and praise him anyway. We will refuse to open our mouths and worship him anyway. See, David had a choice. David could have done so many other things in this situation when he came back to it, but what did David do? Bring me the ephod. Bring me the garment of praise. Let me get to my place of worship. Let me get to my place of where I can hear God clearly, where I can be at his feet, and where I can get the answers that I need from him. When we get to these places where the word's not lining up with what we see, those are the times now more than ever that we need to find a way to worship our way through it. But why? Well, Samantha, why are we worshiping our way through it? Like, why? Why is that the answer? And when the Lord gave me this about worshiping your way out, I was like, you know, God, I know what worship does for me. But God, why is this the answer? And the first thing he gave me, or that he gave to me, was that worship clears the confusion from your mind. When you get to that place where you start to sing and you start to praise him or however you praise him in your own way, when you start to get to that place, your mind, you take it off your circumstances. You take it off the things around you. You take it off the things that you see. And your mind begins to become about who he is. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Rapha. And you begin to think about, he's my healer. He's my prince of peace. He is my deliverer. He is my conqueror. He is everything that I need him to be and so much more. And when you begin to think about him and you begin to think about all he is, the confusion that Satan had put in your mind begins to flee. The thoughts of depression begin to flee. The thoughts of oppression begin to flee. Everything that Satan had put in your mind to confuse you and turn you around begins to go away. See, I will be the first to tell you that my mind is Satan's playground. I was talking to a girl earlier this week, uh, one of my good friends, actually. And um, we were just chit-chatting back and forth about life and about, you know, how we're going through different things during this COVID experience. And, you know, she was talking about how she feels like her mind has just been so tormented lately. And I said, you know what? I'll be the first to tell you that my mind is Satan's playground. Because I'm the type of person where one thought leads to another and leads to another and leads to another. And if you don't believe me, ask my husband. Because we'll be talking about one thing and ten minutes later I'm talking about something else. And he's like, how did we get here? Don't believe me, ask him. And I find that when I get in these places where my mind is so tormented. And my mind is so messed up. And Satan has got in there. And I've, I've allowed him. Because let's clarify. We allow him to play with our mind. I allow him to get in my mind and play around. I allow that. But the only way I can cut that off is to get my mind on who he is. And one of my favorite things to do is I'll get in the car and I'll just start worshiping him. And I'll just start praising him. And I'll just start thanking him for all that he is and for all that he's done. And for being good to me even when I didn't deserve for him to be good to me. And for being faithful to me even when I didn't deserve for him to be faithful. He still was. And slowly all those things that Satan had put in my mind start to flee. 
Because I stop looking at what's around me and I start looking at who he is. The second thing that worship does is worship aligns our heart, our heart, excuse me, with his heart. When we begin to just fellowship with God and we begin to just love on him, he loves back on us. Because that's all that he really desires is a relationship all that he really desires from us is our time and our love and this intimacy with us that's so hard for us to give him because we don't make the time or because we just don't put in the effort. And that's all he desires from us is that love. It's that intimacy. And worship gives us that. Worship is our way to just say, Jesus, I love you. Lord, I just love you. And when you get in that place where you just start loving on him, he just starts to pour his love out on you. And he just starts to pour his grace out on you. And he just starts to pour his mercy out on you. Because that's what he desires from the beginning. Why do you think he went to the cross? Nails didn't hold him to the cross. Love did. Love held him to the cross. He could have taken himself off and saved himself at any moment in time. And he didn't. But why didn't he? Because he loved you and he loved me. And he looked, the song says he looked ahead in time. And I believe wholeheartedly that he looked ahead in time to see me, to see who I was. And he knew that I would need a savior. And he said, okay, okay, Father, your will be done. Because one day Samantha's going to need a savior. One day Ryan's going to need a savior. One day Jessica's going to need a savior. One day the person watching this is going to need a savior. So okay, I'll stay here. It was love that held him there. And all he wants is for us to just take some time to worship him and love him and to build intimacy with him. The third thing that worship does when you begin to worship your way out is that worship changes the atmosphere. How many times have you walked into church going, man, I don't feel like this today. I'll be the first to tell you, uh, pastor's wife over here, but I am guilty of it because Ryan goes to church early and I'm stuck at home getting these two beautiful little blessings of boys ready for church. And I love them and they are beautiful blessings from the Lord. But mm, on Sunday morning, they are not blessings from Jesus. Okay. They're just not. We are, I don't want that. I'm not wearing that. You're not brushing my hair. Liam bit me. Mommy, hold me. Okay, like it's a miracle I make it to church on Sunday mornings, okay? So I always walk in and I'm dragging myself in. I'm dragging the kids in and Liam's usually crying or being held and Levi's, hold me too, hold me too. Okay, I'm not even exaggerating. Ask my husband if you don't believe me. It's a struggle. And I always show up at like 10 minutes before church starts, 10 minutes before I'm supposed to open service. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like this today. These children have done made me mad. And I'm frustrated. And I'm evil. It, and I just have to stop for a minute. And half the time, I'll get up and I start opening. And as I start opening, I've still got that whole I don't want to do this mindset. But somewhere I start thinking about who he is. And somewhere I start thinking about all that he's done. And usually after I open, or I'll always open with a scripture or something. And in that scripture, I usually start to remember what he is and who he is and what he does. And my mind begins to worship him. And I, my entire atmosphere changes. 
and the atmosphere around changes from stressed out, anxiety-filled, frustrated, to man, I just got to get to his feet. Man, because he is just so worthy. He is just so good. And see, when worship starts and everybody gets in one mind and one accord, the entire atmosphere of the church changes. But why? Because worship opens the atmosphere for the anointing to flow. And when the anointing flow, the anointing is what breaks the yoke. So when the anointing starts to flow, freedom starts to reign. When the anointing starts to flow, depression has to flee. Oppression has to flee. Anxiety has to flee. All the things that we walked into church with that morning carrying on us, all the things that have bound us all week long, now have to flee because we have worshipped our way into the anointing. We have worshipped our way to the feet of Jesus. And now here we are. Now the atmosphere can change. Now everything that has been holding us down all week, we can be liberated. We can be free. All the things that Satan has done all week long that he meant for evil. In this moment, God can start to turn for good. But why? Because I took the time to worship. Because I took the time to get in his feet. at his feet. Because I took the time to get at his presence. Because I took the time to let him do what he had been trying to do all week long. It happened on Sunday morning or it happens on Sunday morning because you expect it to. But what if I expected it Monday morning in my car on the way to work? What if I expected it Tuesday evening? Kids have laid down for bed and now I'm just sitting here. What if I took the time to expect him to show up then? We don't expect it all the time because we don't live in a mindset of worship. We don't allow worship to open the atmosphere around us for the hand of God to move at all times. We set an appointment for him when really he has appointments set for us and for moments in our lives. See, we try to put God in this box all the time. Or we'll say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you five minutes here. And we give him five minutes, but we don't ever get deep enough or intimate enough with him to minister to our hearts. It's that place of deep worship. It's that place of deep intimacy where our lives begin to change, where our minds begin to change. Those are the things that God desires from us. It's just that deep intimacy. Even when my favorite part of the song, Waymaker, is even when we can't see it or feel it, he's working. And I love that part of the song so much. Because when my circumstances don't line up with what his word said, it's okay. Because he is still working it out for me. He is still doing all the things that he said he was going to do. He is still doing all the things that I asked him to do. He is still working when I'm sleeping. When I'm sleeping, he's working. When I am stressed out and worrying, he's saying, I don't know what she's worried about because I'm up here still working. When I can't see what's going on in the physical realm, he's still working in the supernatural realm. We just have to take the time to worship our way through. We have to take the time to worship our way through the physical realm until the physical realm matches the word of God. Until the physical realm matches what's going on in the supernatural. So I challenge you today 
And not just today, but every day this week. And every day for the next week. And the week after that. And the week after that. To find time to intimately worship God. To intimately love on Him. Not for what He can do for you. Not because you want your promise now. But simply for who He is. Simply for the fact that it was love that held him to the cross. Simply for the fact that he is good. Simply for the fact that he is merciful. Simply for the fact that he just loves us and wants what's best for us. Open the atmosphere in your life for God to love you and minister to you the way that he desires to. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day once again. And God, I thank you for the opportunity to worship you today, God. But not just today, God, but every day of my life. God, I thank you for the way that worship clears my mind. God, I thank you for the way that worship aligns my heart to your heart. God, I thank you for the way that worship opens up the atmosphere, God, so that my life can be changed, God, so that bondage can be broken, God, so that I can be free. But God, most importantly, I thank you for the gift of worship because, God, it is a gift. And God, I thank you for it because of the love and the intimacy, God, that I have with you in that moment. So God, I just pray right now, Father, Lord, I pray that as I go through the next couple days, God, that you would help me, God. God, that you would tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, Sam, don't forget to come worship me today. God, that you would remind me, God. God, remind me. Lord, you shouldn't have to remind me, but God, I'm asking you to remind me to come spend time with you. And Lord, I ask, God, that you would help each and every individual, God, spend time with you this week. God, spend intimate time with you. Spend intimate time of worship, God, loving on you. God, and just praising you for all that you are. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you're going to do in those moments with us. And for all that you are to us in those moments and out of those moments. And Lord, we just thank you and we just praise you and we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' precious heavenly name we pray. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, sorry it was me and not Pastor Ryan this week. Um, I really hope that this word blesses you, and I really hope that it blesses your heart. Um, and I really hope this week that you would remember to worship him. Have a good week, guys.